Welcome to a Weird World episode that's going to bring us, um, it's kind of a combo of some weird news, but then a Weird World story that we've been meaning to do for a while. Carrie's going to start us off with the news part of it. Carrie? Yes, this is hearkening back to what episode did we do? I think it was 31. Long time ago. 2017. About the boy in the box who, as you might remember, was a four-ish-year-old little boy. Four to six. Found dead in a box in 1957 in Philadelphia. Area. Yes. A rural one-lane stretch of road in the Fox Chase neighborhood, apparently. Well, it's like a town, like, I don't know, 10, 15 miles away from Philadelphia. It's found by a college student who was chasing a rabbit. Uh, Allegedly. Yes. And then he didn't tell anybody at first that he found the little boy's body because he was afraid he was going to get caught for, for spying on girls at a home for wayward girls. Something like that. Which <laughs> Nearby. Is he, he was not chasing rabbits. Yeah. Unless that's a euphemism. He also, I thought maybe it was the body of a little girl who oh, had been did. reported missing, Mary Jane Baker. He had heard a news report about her being missing that same day. The next morning, he consulted his priest who told him, you better go report it. So he did. And they found it in, they found the boy's body in a JCPenney bassinet box. So they, I guess, traced all of the people who bought those bassinets and couldn't figure out who he was. He had been beaten to death and... Uh, they figured he had been dead maybe about three days, they, they three, three days, days to, to, three to a weeks. couple weeks or something it was like that. Not clear. Blunt force trauma was listed as the cause of death, but he had lots of injuries and some old that had healed yeah. and some scars. It was, it was pretty clear he had been abused his entire young life. Yeah, horrifically. His hair was kind of chopped off crudely. His hair was, and they think his hair was chopped off post mortem, as if to disguise his identity potentially. Right. And, and his fingernails had been clipped. And toenails, too, I think. Yeah. Which is just kind of weird. Why? Why yeah. do that? He was naked and wrapped in a cheap cotton flannel kind of blanket. And... And he was unknown. His his picture was shown in newspapers all everywhere. over the country. Everywhere. Tremendous appeal. Certainly, for sure, in the area, there was blanket coverage. And no one ever came forward yes. to claim him. They even put that poster where they actually took pictures. Yeah. They posted pictures of his head and they put it like in every gas bill. Oh, wow. Yeah. So everybody in the area yeah. had surely seen it. But they also said, and you said something about this, that some of the scars looked surgical in nature. It had. It looked, it looked like he had had some medical attention, at least a couple of surgeries, which implies he came from a family that was at least well enough to do that he had medical attention paid him. Also, there was something about his fingernails were were also like I don't know, like he looked his hands and fingernails looked like he had not that he he came from an affluent household. I don't know how you tell that. I don't know how that either because they did say his body had looked malnourished. That's true. So the suppositions at the time, and we'll find out as Carrie's going to uh, uh, talk about here in a second, is that he came. He was sort of the possibly a developmentally disabled child. From a well enough to do family that sort of hit him away right. as he kind of did back in the day. This is 50, 1957. Yeah. If it, if that was the case, you think they could have quietly buried him somewhere? Yeah. I don't know. I if, don't know either. So, today's but, headlines? Well, so he was buried in a potter's field 
1998, they exhumed his body to get a tooth to try to get some mitochondrial DNA out of it. And they reburied him in a nice cemetery instead of the potter's field after that and gave him a new headstone and everything. And then I guess nothing came of that DNA extraction. And then again in 2019, they exhumed him again. After we did the story, actually. And they got DNA that time. And apparently using genetic genealogy, which everybody knows I am a big fan of. She is. It's going to be my next career, I think. Mm. (laughs) It's complicated. Well, thanks for the vote of confidence there, Dean. No, I think you'll do a great job. It just confuses the hell out of me. They have traced him to a prominent family in Delaware County. And apparently the police are going to reveal this boy's name in a press conference next week. They haven't said they haven't set a specific date, but we'll see. So should we have waited another week to do this? Maybe you can make that <laughs> argument, but we will update you a quick update on that. But yeah, it's interesting that they did say that it was a prominent family, which is yeah. I, I kind of felt that it that it was. He didn't seem like he was again, he seemed like he was physically from a well to do family for what for various reasons. Various reasons. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. So how does this tie into your story? Well, let me explain. Now that we've identified a murder victim from 65 years ago who was never identified, I think we should do the same for another murder victim who was brought to an untimely end 135 years ago. Oh. Is there going to be genetic genealogy involved in this one? Not yet that I know of. The unknown woman from Rahway, New Jersey. And that's literally her on her gravestone says, unknown woman, that's the only name she's ever had. And the reason it's, it's intriguing is kind of similar. So way, way back in March 26th of 1887, four brothers were on their way to their mill job in Rahway, New Jersey. That's kind of Northeast of New Jersey. It's about, I wanna say 20, 25 miles from New York City. It's crack it on they're going to work at a place called blood good mills there's um they were the worth brothers alfred frank thompson irving and (laughs) they look across the field they're near the bridge at the central avenue bridge over the railway river and they see something on the ground in the grass and they go a little closer and it turns out to be a woman and she has been brutally murdered they can see that pretty closely. She's frozen into the gro- into the ground, and her head was kind of buried a little bit partially, the back of her head into the into this the mud, like icy mud. So you know, she was beaten horrifically. Man, her face was clearly beaten, and her throat had been slit almost ear to ear twice, as if you know they did it again. weren't sure they hmm. slit the throat enough, so they did it again. And she was surrounded by a pool of blood, almost three inches deep, now frozen solid. Oh, God. So, yeah, they immediately ran to the police. The chief of police comes out there. His name is William Tooker and did a good job. They started documenting everything. They first looked at her appearance. She had brown eyes. I'm sorry, she had blue eyes and brown hair. She looked to be in her early or mid-20s. She looked young. She was said to be a, quote, robust and attractive. She oh, had been fairly nice. well-dressed, and three rings were found on her hand. She also had a small traveling bag and a parasol. 
her clothes were said to be of very good quality, like um, cashmere, a, a dark green cashmere dress, like a Victorian style, very conservatively dressed. She had a, had a green feathered trim. Uh, she had a kid gloves, either yellow or brown. Very expensive shoes. One report said foreign-made shoes. She also had a fur cape that had been attached. It was found a little ways away from the body, but it had been attached to the um, to the dress. Yeah. And it, the fur cape had been torn, presumably torn off. She had a black straw hat, red velvet trimmings, a black dotted veil, and a breast pin. So she was, and everything looked, I mean, she was very well-to-do. Yeah. She's very well-dressed. She's clearly from the upper crust, at least upper middle-class family. Yeah. She had, and she'd been killed, they think, sometime around 9.30 the night before. So, the, you know, the police started looking into this, asking around. No woman had been declared missing from anywhere in the area. I don't know how, did they check with lots of other police departments back in 1887? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did I mention this is 1887? Yes, you did. Okay, <laughs> so, so they kind of started thinking right away that she was maybe a foreigner, at least initially. She does have foreign shoes. Yeah, she does, and she and that she was not native to to Rawway. I don't know though. I mean, you'll see in a second why it might have a little bit of a doubt about that. So they also found footprints. They saw found her footprints coming from one direction. They found a man's footprints of a size eight boot or possibly a shoe coming though apparently from the opposite direction, as if you know. He met her, whether by happenstance or by appointment, I don't know, but not following her mm-hmm. and attacking her, but meeting her there or running into her right. there. The male footprints could only then be tracked to, I guess, like a busy street, and then they disappeared. This is kind of a muddy, you know, meadowy area, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they can track track his footprints. Now, I didn't read it anywhere where, like, do they see signs? Do these same male footprints they saw going to where she was from the opposite direction and then presumably to some street and where they lost him, did they see signs of scuffling and, you know, a fight, things like that? I don't know. Yeah. You think you'd see that in footprints. So I'm, a, so I'm not clear about the footprints. They also saw wagon wheel tracks were in the area as well. So it's not, I'm not a hundred percent sure the footprints weren't onto red hair. Right. I don't know. Some other stuff was found nearby, the weird stuff. And here's the key one, I think. A basket containing nine eggs. She was bringing eggs back to wherever she was going. She was carrying a basket of eggs with her. That's unusual. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. I have some, some theories here. We'll talk about that in a second. But keep that in the back of your head. She's awfully well-dressed to go fetch eggs. I know. I think the same thing. All but three had been broken, implying a scuffle. Yeah. More evidence. On, I guess there was a fence. On the other side of the fence, there was some more evidence. That's included a bloody penknife with a turquoise handle. So that seems like it was tossed over a fence to get rid of the evidence. Right. Which is interesting. Why? I mean, which also implies that you're going someplace where you don't want to be if you're caught by the police. But, you know, this is kind of the middle of nowhere at 930 at night. You wouldn't think, feel like, I don't know, I guess this, you, you could have ditched the, the knife in the river. Got a little bit more. Is this, it was pretty close to the Rawway River. Why not ditch it? In, if that was the knife, why not ditch it in the knife in the, uh-huh. in the river rather than over a fence where it's going to be found? I don't know. Didn't seem very smart, unless you think, unless you got to get rid of it like right away. But yeah. why? Maybe you heard something. I don't know. They also found in in the river about six hundred feet away a small black bag containing a pair of woman's underwear, a newspaper, and an old pair of suspenders. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. The underwear 
I never heard nothing I read said that she was sexually assaulted. I don't know that they even talked about it back in the right. days. So they may have just. But that implies if that was hers, and it also doesn't doesn't say, you know, they arrest right. the corpse. Did she have underwear on? Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. It's just, it's, hmm. it, it does imply if I that was hers yeah. that she was assaulted. I could see them saying something like and the, that the bag had underwear that could have been hers or something like that. I don't know. The, story, the sources aren't fabulous. Yeah, that's true. Story. Yeah. Headlines all over the country. Not This is not just in a local, like the way the boy in the box. Most of those headlines were in that area of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, New Jersey. This happened not too far away, ironically, but these had national, even international headlines in Europe and Australia. This really? This is a huge story. Why? Because it's clearly a fluent, I mean, it's sad, but it, it is a clearly a fluent woman, young woman, very attractive. She's found dead and nobody no yeah. ever, they had, she was put on view there and th- thousands, some say over 10,000 people <sighs> of course would they walk did. <laughs> by and take a look at the corpse. And wow, no one ever came forward. Not a no family member, no friend, no acquaintance ever came forward. So if she was staying somewhere in New Jersey, you'd think somebody would say, oh, yeah, she was a guest at this hotel or, oh, yeah, she caught a a wagon or she. That's so weird. Because who is she taking eggs to? If it. Yeah, exactly. Eggs and eggs to me implies she lived in the area or was staying with at a private home or something like that because you don't. You wouldn't take them to a hotel. You take your eggs back, a dozen or nine eggs back to a hotel. That seems odd. Amateur and professional sleuths at the time. It's before the internet, but everyone started looking into this. Just you know, amateurs. Yeah. Came to Rahway and started looking into this case because again, it's not that far. It's like a half-hour train ride into New York City. So all these people were coming in looking into the case. They put her picture, photos of the corpse were even exhibited at the Chicago World's Fair later that year in 1887. That's morbid. Yeah, it is. And an issue of the April 1887 Police Gazette showed a picture and offered a $250 reward for just information leading to her, her identity. What's that so, in 2022 dollars? $400 billion. It's a lot Come of on, Dean. That's no Research Podcast 101. Well, I go ahead and get your phone. <laughs> so she had some jewelry on her. So they're pretty sure it didn't seem like a robbery, a robbery of convenience. Why, why would you not take the jewelry? Why would you take the time to murder her but not take her jewelry or anything else of value? I mean, she had a cape, for guys. The woman had a cape. I don't know how common was that even then. Probably common. Yeah, maybe it is. Go ahead with your uh, $250 in 1887 money is now worth? $7,304. Okay, someone's, for 7000 bucks, someone's going to come forward and say, yeah, I know who she is. For nothing, someone's going to come forward and say, mm-hmm. yeah, I knew who she was. And again, her, her family, no, no, you know, I don't know, it's so notorious. If your friend, you hadn't seen your friend in weeks, and you, and it sounds like her, and you hear about that, and you say something. It's just really strange. Yeah. So at the time, there was a, was called a juryman. I think they had, they had a coroner's inquest, and you have a jury, the coroner's inquest, right? To just declare, you know, murder by person or persons unknown, something like that. Foul yeah. play, right? Yeah. One of those members of the coroner's jury, his name is Mark Keefe. He claimed to have seen the lady with her basket, by the way, her basket of, of eggs, okay. at the Baker's Grocery Store a month before the crime. I'm sorry, with the same basket 
of eggs that would carry the eggs. Yeah. She had that basket was at a grocery store about a month before. Okay. I guess you, you carry your basket. Of They're course. They're much better sure. at environmentally back in 1887 than they are now with uh, plastic bags. Yeah. So she's at this place called Baker's Grocery, and the guy said that Mrs. Baker had repaired the lid of the basket. They looked into that, looked into the grocery store. There was a guy there named Billy Burns worked at the grocery store. I'm sorry, a woman named Billy Burns worked at the grocery store, and she's brought it for questioning. Like, do you know who this is? Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. She denied knowing anything about this woman, denied knowing who she was, anything. And that was, a, that was a, as far as they knew, there was a dead end. But this is a weird coincidence. Near the body, there was a rubber pencil found by the body the night of. It was stamped with the name Timothy Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E, the same last name as this Burns character, but it was B-Y, Billy Burns was B-Y-R-N-E-S. Nothing I read made the connection between those two people. Baffling. Yeah. I, so I don't know. Where, is that brother and sister? Is it husband and wife? Right. Is it, I don't know. It's a little bit intriguing though, isn't it? So the police do looking at Timothy Byrne. Yeah. He been he was a carpenter who'd been living in the area for a while. I guess witnesses said he'd been looking into buying an incubator for the purpose of opening a henery. <laughs> well, isn't that intriguing? <laughs> to me, that's that's very intriguing because did she, she had go eggs to Timothy Byrne to get eggs from him? And maybe he did follow her and attack her. And the footprints coming from the other way, or maybe he even knew where she's going, and he kind of, you know... Did he already have the Henry, or whatever? I don't know. Not, again, not clear. Again, these sources are very... Yeah. Limited. That's huh. a perfect question, yeah. Uh, so, is that is that a coincidence about her basket of eggs? I mean, presumably, they, you said they looked into him, so... They did look into him, but they and they didn't find... Managed to... Well, two different... One source said they never found him, like he had skipped town. Oh, well... That's interesting. Yeah. And they just never found him. One source, so though, said that they did find him, and he was this carpenter looking into being um, a hen egg seller, I guess. And but they cleared him, so I don't know which is true. Huh? If it is the former, that's true, and he disappeared. I, I kind of like he, him for this murder. Yeah, as they say in bad cop shows. Mm-hmm. So, but there's other there's other suspects at the time. For instance, these. To, I guess, a lot of people remember thought that she was foreign. She must be from out of the area. Right. Uh, so these, there was a note sent, something about how um, identifying this girl, she's from, she's from, they didn't clear where they're from, but she's from our country, our city, we know she is, and we'll send someone to claim her body. And shortly later, these two men who said they were from Montreal came into the morgue and to identify her. Like, I don't know, that's, they said they had traveled all the way from Montreal and she was their family member or something like that, right? Yeah. But the um, authorities there at the morgue said that they both appeared to be super drunk. Oh. Or, as they said, <laughs> they stood under the influence of liquor, and then they suddenly disappeared. So That sounds like a prank. Yeah. It sounds like a prank. They set up a couple days before with a letter, and then they say that they probably did bad French-Canadian accents. We what were they, they going to do with the woman's body they clearly weren't going to claim her they're just you know trying to just insert them. a prank a hoax just a index and you had to get drunk to go do it yeah ball is like i don't yeah. know really gonna do this oh my god let's do this have two more shots that kind of thing that's what i think that's happening. just dumb i agree about a month after she was discovered a man in salem illinois named casper schumbeck Casper is a great name. Casper is a phenomenal name. Mm-hmm. Spelled the K in one source, spelled the C in another source. I like it with the C. I like the K. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. Different. 
It's not the friendly ghost. It's different. But he confessed in Illinois to murdering the woman. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what you think it is. He confessed to some guy. The guy went to the police and said, hey, this guy I was talking to in a bar or whatever says he killed that woman in Broadway. And he, he said he'd done something bad in Jersey. And it bothers me almost to death. So that guy went to the police, told the police, and the police brought him back to Rahway and then intensely questioned him for several days, according to one source. Yeah. And they basically said, no, you're full of shit. They deemed his, they said his, his confession was fraudulent. Yeah. So false confessions false started confession. all the way they, back then. Oh, huh? I'm sure the long before. They had another one too. Another one was a... a kind of a, a, a town character named George Washington Gregory and he was suspected for some reason and the police asked him did you murder that woman that we found he said quote if I murdered the girl and you can prove it all right end quote <laughs> well I actually have to hand it to them for not just accepting that first guy's uh, confession yeah, and hanging him or whatever they oh, would yeah, have exactly. done yeah they could have easily done that yeah same with him they eventually had to release him for without any evidence the other person who's been posited as a potential murderer and I think it's for sure nonsense but it's glomming on is a man named Francis Tumulty. You ever heard of that name? No. Oddly enough we have never done a Jack the Ripper I was going to say is it a Jack the Ripper Jack thing? Jack the Ripper. We'll have to do a you know a yeah. two part episode on Jack the Ripper just to, to discuss the four of them will be discussing the theories because and suspects because this person was a suspect in the Jack Ripper slayings. He was a an American quack doctor who sold you know quack medications and things like that pretending he was from india somehow oh, he huh. didn't look indian i've seen a picture very not indian and he traveled to europe off and on and he allegedly did live in london and even possibly in Whitechapel. the timing's not very clear but he also was a notorious misogynist mm. he's a douchebag he actually had ovaries in formaldehyde at his house just for fun? Off, just to show off. Okay. To male, when he had, he'd have all male parties because he hated women, and he'd show off <laughs> these ovaries. Um, okay, I think we have a theory about him. Yeah, we do. He, he said he hated prostitutes and went, oh, he hated all women, especially prostitutes, because he had married a prostitute and it turned out bad, oh. you think. So, but. I was going to say mommy issues or homosexual. He was a homosexual, as a matter. Oh, okay. He, in fact, he was arrested in England for gross and indecent behavior, which was a euphemism at the time yeah. for being caught. In flagrante delicto, and he. So he's probably a homosexual with mommy issues. Probably yes. I love your pop psychological diagnosis. Yeah, that's very good, Carrie. It's very good. It's very responsible as professional psychologist <laughs> that you are not. And some people think, and even one person has written a book. Something Shipley was his name. Wrote a book, and this was his number one suspect. I, he's why? There's no reason to think yeah. he had anything to do with Rahway whatsoever. She wasn't a prostitute, so it's yeah. just throwing out a famous name because he was apparently he was legitimately looked into by the London police about the Ripper. Yeah. Slains. Yeah. So, yes, possible on the Jack Ripper. No, on Rawway. So, the woman was buried at the back of the Rawway Cemetery, mm-hmm. away from everything else as far as they could go from everyone else. You know why? Mm-mm. Because they could not prove uh, that she was <sighs> virtuous, that she died as a virtuous woman. Well, why would it matter? Maybe she was married. Didn't know. Couldn't be sure, Carrie. So you can't bury her next to those other people that you knew for sure were virtuous. That's... So you had to bury as far away as possible. Why are people so dumb? Her uh, headstone says, quote, an unknown woman found dead March 25, 1887, which is interesting because people are pretty sure it's March, it's 18, March 26. So it's not even clear what day she was found. Mm. In this. 
and she's finally buried uh, is weeks or so I think after because yeah. they kept her you know, around to yeah. show her pallbearers were six New York City journalists who had been covering the story yeah. who were still in Rahway. So in terms of theories, you know, the, the dominant one in part is that she's some kind of a foreigner. She's new to the area and either was alone or abandoned by her people, which is really weird. Because 1887, yeah. tell me I'm wrong, but young women especially, she was very young, would not be traveling alone in uh-uh. no way. So that's interesting. How old did they think she was? She was early 20s. Oh. I just, young, well-to-do women aren't traveling alone. Not usually. Uh-uh. And I mean, like she's, is she running away from something? You know, yeah. See, was she an early victim of catfishing? Some American lured her to Rahway and she ran away and she was by herself and then murdered her? I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, but then, but this was such a notorious case. Like I said, it got international yeah. attention. You think she has family. Yeah. She wasn't probably independently wealthy, but supporting but herself. If no, but say they're in France. <laughs> And, it, you know, it didn't get blanket coverage in France. That like You could have missed this story very easily. No, but if they France knew, then like she would have, like you said, she would have had to have run away and they had no yes. idea where she was. Exactly. But that's possible. Yeah. That she ran away without telling them where she was going. She's lived in some stifling family life. She was fleeing to meet this lover and the lover yeah. killed her. You know, so that explains why the lover didn't say anything, of course. And it explains why the family didn't say anything because they didn't know where she was. Yeah. And they, didn't, they didn't see the story. That's, I don't know, that's maybe my best but the weirdness about that is that Rahway yeah it's not a an international destination it's not New York at the time New York or Chicago or whatever even it's Rahway New Jersey it's not too far from New York but it's far enough where it's it's a little bit odd like I said it's 20-25 miles in 1887 right pretty far yeah the eggs though to me, imply that she was from the area. Again, or at least staying at her private house in the area. Right. Because you don't bring those back to your hotel. Correct. I don't know. That's And, and why you... If you're just there to meet your lover, why you going and getting some eggs? Oh, this has got to eat. I, that just seems weird to me. But if she's obviously... Okay, the alternative is she's local. She's one of the, you know, Which elite of Rahway. Couldn't be. How is it possible? Yeah. Someone in that family and friends. So yeah. she has to be from out of the area where she's born or not is another story yeah. but she has to be not local she can't be yeah still it's the, the local part makes the her not being claimed even more baffling right so I do think she probably was from somewhere else another alternative I was thinking was like a governess or something like that maybe uh, or uh, was it a companion a companion and maybe you're new you just started the job and you like are a brand new companion to an old lady or something like that and you and you pissed her off or something like that. So no one knows you from the area. Or your your companion, your rich patron, was like very old and they forgot <laughs> that you were their companion, maybe. So and all, the only person who knew you were there was them. And they're like, didn't I live with someone recently? If you're uh, an old, wealthy old person, you know, wealthy enough to have a companion, then you've got other people. In your household, probably you have a housekeeper, you have, you know, True that. maids, you have somebody taking yeah. care of your affairs. Okay. All right. So not that, not governess, no. probably, unless Same it's a governess. <gasps> governess had an affair with the man. The wife then murdered her, and they, the man doesn't come for it because it isn't his wife to be, you know, guilty of murder. Yeah. So, sure. Boom. Got one. I think I, I, think I hit on it. I Maybe. That specific. I'd be that kid who goes and tells everybody. The kids were two and four. They, don't, they barely <laughs> remember. 
again, you run into the weirdness of the footprints. If it was, you know, if she was preyed upon by someone who knew her, the footprints imply the opposite. They imply some kind of a crime of happenstance, but the footprint could have been coincidental. Yeah. The, regu- the wagon wheels track could have been the means of the murderers getting there. Yeah. Right? We don't know. So, you know, I don't know. What do you think? Hmm. I don't. My best guess is that the runaway from overseas didn't tell her people where she was going, murdered by the person that she was meeting there. Yeah. Why they gave him the eggs, you know, like I said, yeah, they were hungry. And he went out knowing what route she would use to come back from getting the eggs. He went to meet her at the, at the part of that route that was very lonely and isolated and no witnesses and he murdered her. And and, um, and he never told anybody? He had not. this hot, no. wealthy European woman coming to meet him? And... Absolutely not because he was a murderer. He's Oh, he did it to murder, to murder her. Yeah, oh, absolutely. okay. So no, you don't tell anyone about that. Hmm. Oh, no, Gary. Don't you know how to murder people? <laughs> no. Okay, well, you should uh, do your research, as Aaron Rodgers would say. That's the story of the unknown woman of Raleigh, hmm. New Jersey. She has been unidentified to this day, 135 years or so, almost almost more than that now. So we, in this case, they ain't going to do mitochondrial DNA. We will almost certainly never know who she was. This is the kind of thing where, unless you find like someone's floorboard, they kept a secret records and a confession or something like that. You just, you just has no way you can think of how she'll ever be. They identified. can't. They couldn't get DNA from her remains. I don't. I mean, I mean, I don't know how they got the boy in the boxes, but the the first one was a tooth. Oh yeah. Oh well. I you guess would maybe. still have teeth. Huh. I don't know. No one's ever, as far as I know, no one said, uh, "Let's exhume her and do yeah. some DNA." I think we should exhume every unknown person and do DNA. Yeah. That's and and you know what, Carrie, you can start yeah, your career doing that. I could. All right, just start. You know, what? dig up some bodies. <laughs> Let's go to Rawway. Well, I can't do the actual DNA extraction and mm. well, you can get the profiling. Tooth get the tooth. We send it to your DNA place. They give you the profile. You jed match the shit out of that, and you find out who she was. Are you gonna bankroll my new endeavor? Because DNA testing is not cheap. Is it really? Okay. Well, yeah. We'll think of a different plan then. <laughs> <Okay. clears throat> All right. Well, thank you for that, Carrie, for your... Thank um, you, Dean. Thank me, too. All right. I did a good job. <laughs> thank, thank me. All right. That was our story of unidentified people. One about to be famously unidentified victims of murder. One is going to be identified very, very soon. Fingers crossed. One is probably not. Ever. That's Darn it. it. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Bye.